And good evening. Welcome to the Bullet Grill House High School Sports Pregame Show. I'm Craig Irwin. Alongside me, Brian Besh, Chris Moran, and we got Ken throwing a fit over here because his computer won't work like he needs it to. So uh, we're here at Bullet Grill House each and every Wednesday night uh, through high school football. We're in week one, guys, Texas high school football. So uh, quick introduction of everybody. First and foremost, uh, Chris Moran on the far end of the table here. Owner, operator, and uh, are you the manager? I'm the cook. You're the cook yeah. of Bullet Grill House, and I'm going to tell you, he does a good job cooking, but uh, Chris Moran over here on the far end, and uh, Chris, tell us about Bullet real quick. You know, uh, we got a lot of stuff going on, so we'll talk about a little bit of that later. we got some new menu items. we got lots of great food, lots of, uh, you know, selection of drinks, so uh, come on out. we got great TVs. You watch all the games here for College Day. we got NFL Sunday tickets, so we're your sports stop. And you've added some TVs too. We did. Uh, we did add a couple, and uh, kind of bought a new system to kind of get stuff uh, moving around a little bit, so we can kind of show every TV. We do got. We're inside today. Uh, we did get the four TVs now outside, so we're good out there. Getting ready for playoff baseball. Yeah, we're getting ready for playoff. Man, little league baseball right now is hot. So, uh, and the uh, the Astros are kind of hit and miss. So let's hope uh, they can turn around and get on a hot streak down oh, the season. They'll get it lined out just right. And then sitting in the middle, uh, right behind the glass door, Brian Besh, Polk County Enterprise, and uh, color commentator for Livingston Lion football. Yeah, um, I I just wrote it the other day, but it, you know, even though it does not feel like football, it's it's here. Uh, we had what 109 over the weekend, and I think tomorrow is supposed to be 107, but it's supposed to cool down to a nice cool 105 for uh, Friday. So. Really looking forward to that and really hoping there's an air conditioner in whatever press box we get stuck in tomorrow night. I agree with you 100%. And I'm Craig Irwin, 590 Sports and play-by-play broadcaster for Cold Spring Trojan football here on 102.3 The Eagle and AM 1440 The Score. And uh, our engineer, <laughs> Ken Luck, we don't give him a microphone. So uh, he's here twisting dials and trying to make us sound good. So... Uh, over here on this new board. But we're here at Bullet Grill House uh, each and every Wednesday night, 6 p.m. we get kicked off. Bingo night, Wednesday nights here at Bullet Grill House. So uh, this is the official start to the 2023 football season, guys. It is. It is. And, you know, whether uh, whether we like it or not, uh, it's it's here. And I was, I was just – telling Craig today you know it, it seems like they need to push this thing back a couple of weeks it's uh I'm I'm really concerned about in fact I saw uh Vider and Silsby have a game on Friday night where they're got a start time of eight o'clock and might be really smart for more to start doing that something else I've noticed and I've seen that they're allowing extra timeouts really? for hydration in some of these games as well uh, a lot of the JV games getting pushed back on Thursday nights uh, to later times. A lot of schools in our area going to four-day school weeks, right? Yeah. So those JV can play a little bit longer or a little bit later at night. Coaches getting in a little bit later and don't have to be in on Friday morning, you know, to conduct class. I know Cold Springs one of them, Corgan's one of them uh, that that have to uh, have Fridays off. Yeah. So, with that being said, it, it gives those coaches the opportunity. They're going to get in late and uh, maybe get an extra hour or two sleep before they have to be in to get ready for uh, business on Friday. I tell you, uh, not really an official poll or anything, but everyone that I've talked to that has gone to the four-day week, I have not heard complaints. I've only heard, like, positive remarks from it. And it's it's exactly what you say. It's the Thursday to Friday turnaround to where they can go and do their thing on, on Thursday nights with the JV and then come back on Friday and get some sort of walkthrough with the varsity and, and have some attention turned there to where they don't have to necessarily do everything on Thursday night and then try to play a JV game, but they can go in, do a walkthrough on Friday and kind of rest up and make sure that they've got their guys where they need to be and got their heads where they need to be really and um, – go off and play a game that night and the coaches absolutely love it and the also the one of the bigger things is like you say they get a couple extra hours of sleep and 
that's that, a big deal for them. That that really is, and and you know you got schools like Corgan, Cold Spring, or whatever. There's not a bunch of industry there, right? That to hold people in there, right? Yeah. Teachers and such is is what my focus is on this topic. Is you have a bunch of you know Cold Spring, for instance. There's there's nothing around Cold Spring, right? Um, Corgan, if you're not working in in a sawmill. There's not, or at Clifton Chevrolet, there's not a whole bunch for you to do, right? Uh, So, or Brookshire Brothers, I guess, but without commuting to Lufkin and or down to Houston. Uh, So, with that being said, teacher-wise, the four-day work week, it's more appealing for a lot of the teachers. Now, what I don't understand about it is, yeah, we're going to go to a four-day work week, but on Monday, uh, you know, we're going to start at 7.15 in the morning and we're going to go to school till 4.15 in the evening. So you got to be there earlier. You got to be there later. That's, yeah. But you get Friday off. So it all, I mean, to me, it all really balances out in it the does. long run. But when you're paying $3.30 a gallon for gas, I guess that does make a difference there. No, it's, it's a huge difference. And, you know, I've, I've even talked to some superintendents where, you know, they use it as a recruiting tool because not everybody has the four-day week. There's some that have to go the five still. And, you know, if you do have to go from out of town and, and maybe you don't have a, a town that's the size of, you know, the Livingstons or, you know, the the bigger schools, you know, you're going to have to pull from, from out of town. You're going to have some people that commute to work every day, and it's, uh, it's, it's a big deal. And I think it helps whenever you come back on that Monday and, and you know, get a full day in. I think it, it helps the teachers kind of reset, and I think it also helps these athletes as well because I, I think they have more time to plan uh, their schedules around it and uh, get these guys set for what they have to do on their game nights. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see on the varsity side, right? They, they've got that day off, right? So, you know, I mean, what's the team doing? Have you heard? Do they do they get time? Can they practice? Can they do, like, a walkthrough? And well, yeah. on Much afternoon? like Brian said, I feel like that they're, it's going to give them an opportunity to do a walkthrough, right, of yeah. what the game plan, game plan is for Friday night. Uh, so that gives them that opportunity, gives the coaches an opportunity to kind of sit down with them and have maybe a little bit more film session with them on Friday. Yeah. Uh, you're not worried about a test on Friday morning, Thursday night you're studying. Now Absolutely. Friday you're totally focused on football. Focused on football, volleyball, whatever yeah. it may be because, I mean, it, it affects a lot. And what concerned me the most because Cold Spring went to the, the four-day school week is, you know, like myself, right? I work in Houston. I work five days a week. Um, I really only want to work four, but, you know, they want me there five. So, <laughs> um the parents that the parents work in Houston and they do work five days a week and and you have a freshman that may be playing varsity football or even a sophomore right that's not driving yet transportation wise and stuff like that that stuff is kind of concerned me about it but you know it, it's one of them deals you adapt and you overcome right parents are going to sit there and gripe and complain and so on and so forth but at the end of the day, you just adapt and overcome, and, and, and you make it work, and and that's what they're going to do. So I, I'm excited about it. I'm excited on the simple fact that, you know, I have kids that go to school. My daughter, I can pick her up on Thursday, and I got an extended weekend if I'm off on Friday or what, right? So I look at it in that aspect as well. So um, Corgan went to it last year. I know Coach – Coach Ratliff really enjoyed it. Matter of fact, a good friend of mine, his wife left Livingston, had been teaching there for a number of years, mm-hmm. went to Corgan. Of course, they have moved. They live out off 350 now. But them moving out there, she's like midway between Livingston and Corgan. And, and she's like, why drive the same amount of miles and work, you know, get Fridays off? And, yeah. and they moved the kids up there as well. So, they're all off on Friday. It's really a bigger deal for the smaller schools. Um, generally, you're, you're not going to be able to pay as much as, as some of the larger schools, but what you can offer is that four-day week. And, you know, it, it gives people, um, like the Corgans, uh, you know, there's there's some of the smaller schools in our county, the, the Goodrich, the Leggett, um, on Alaska even, to where they can say, hey, you know, come on out here and, and just do the four-day week thing. And, you know, it 
it's a it's, it's a big deal because they're they're able to employ teachers that maybe otherwise they wouldn't be able to. No, most definitely, most definitely. So it's going to be fun to watch throughout this year. See how how like I say, Cold Spring adjusts to it, and then uh, obviously Corgan has already made that adjustment. So it's going to be interesting to see. But Brian, a couple weeks ago. You and I got to see both of our main topic teams, right, that you and I talk about, the Cold Spring Trojans and the Livingston Lions. They were they were on the field together uh, there in Livingston. And, uh, man, what a practice facility Livingston has over there that will soon uh, be their home stadium yeah. uh, in time. Is I, I didn't even realize they had – I know you, had, you and I went to some playoff games, did some playoff games this last year, mm-hmm. and we were able to – you told me a little bit, but I did not realize that they had a – full turf field there yeah you know and a great little start to a complex over there for the livingston lions it's yeah it's it's a big deal and uh eventually i think it's the worst kept secret in livingston eventually it's going to become the football complex right now they're using as a track facility they're using it for soccer and every once in a while if they if they have a game that's coming up on turf you're you're able to get over there and and practice and, and get used to something like that but um the first time they held a football game on that in that facility over there, they've had it for this is the second or second and a half or two and a half years now right. uh, that they've had it there. Still need to build out a side over there. Got to clear some woods and uh, put some uh, stands on one side, but and probably need to add some parking because that's going to be an issue. Yeah, parking was a nightmare yeah. uh, for that scrimmage, and that was just a scrimmage, but parking was a nightmare there. Getting in and out, one one way in, one way out, that was kind of tough. going to end up like the Astrodome if, if they don't because it's it's uh, everybody funneling into just a couple of places to get out of there. But, uh, no, it's it's going to be a fantastic place to, to watch a football game, and I know that the coaching staff and everybody in the athletic department can't wait to get in there. I, you know, I, I thoroughly enjoyed it, and uh, I'm looking forward to go back. Maybe next year, uh, hopefully, we'll have another scrimmage. But what I also enjoy doing is being here at Bullet Girl House. We're inside this week here at Week One Texas High School Football here at Bullet Girl House. Chris, what's some specials you got going on this week? Well, you know, this week and every uh, week. Well, I, I tell you, our big event for this week is we got the piano bar coming Saturday night. So if you're at the game Friday night, you're listening to this, getting ready. Hey, enjoy the game. Come out here Saturday night. We got Piano Punch that does the kind of the piano bar. They got one piano and a drum set, and uh, it's a sing-along party all night. And uh, we'll have a lot of seating, and it'll be a lot of fun. Sounds like a lot of fun. Definitely something I'm going to look at to uh, get the wife out of the house if we can get a babysitter for uh, Saturday night here at Bullet Girl House. 401 Highway 156 in Point Blank, Texas, is the address. So uh, swing by here. We're going to take a break. When we come back, we're going to talk about the Livingston Lions and the Cold Spring Trojans and what they had to do in their scrimmages coming into week one of Texas high school football. You're listening to the Bullet Grill House High School Sports pregame show on 102.3, the Eagle, and AM 1440, the score. Do you have a dream of sitting around and Talking about whatever's on your mind? Well, we're here to make that a reality here at Texas Podcast Media. We are here to make your dream a reality. Come in, set up in our studio. We record, we edit, we do all the work, and we upload it to all the feeds. Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, we do it all. Let us be your home for your podcasting. For more information, email us at info at texaspodcastmedia.com. And good evening. Welcome to the Bullet Grill House High School Sports pregame show. I'm Craig Irwin. Alongside me, Brian Besh, Chris Moran, and we got Ken throwing a fit over here because his computer won't work like he needs it to. So uh, we're here at Bullet Grill House each and every Wednesday night uh, through high school football. We're in week one, guys. Texas high school football. So uh, quick introduction of everybody. First and foremost, uh, Chris Moran on the far end of the table here, owner, operator, and uh, are you the manager? I'm the cook. You're the cook yeah. of Bullet Grill House, and I'm going to tell you, he does a good job cooking, but uh, Chris Moran over here on the far end, and uh, Chris, tell us about Bullet real quick. 
you know, uh, we got a lot of stuff going on, so we'll talk about a little bit of that later. We got some new menu items. We got lots of great food, lots of uh, you know selection of drinks. So uh, come on out. We got great TVs. You watch all the games here for College Day. We got NFL Sunday tickets. So we're your sports stop. And you've added some TVs too. We did. Uh, we did add a couple and uh, kind of bought a new system to kind of get stuff uh, moving around a little bit so we can kind of show every TV. We do got we're inside today. Uh, we did get the four TVs now outside so we're good out there. Getting ready for playoff baseball. Yeah we're getting ready for playoff. Man Little League Baseball right now is hot so uh, and the uh, the Astros kind of hit and miss so let's hope uh, they can turn around and get on a hot streak down oh, the season. They'll get it lined out just right. And then sitting in the middle uh, right behind the glass door, Brian Pesh, Polk County Enterprise and uh color commentator for Livingston Lion football. Yeah, um, I I just wrote it the other day, but it, you know, even though it does not feel like football, it's it's here. Uh, we had what 109 over the weekend, and I think tomorrow is supposed to be 107, but it's supposed to cool down to a nice cool 105 for uh, Friday. So, really looking forward to that and really hoping there's an air conditioner in whatever press box we get stuck in tomorrow night. I agree with you 100%. And I'm Craig Irwin, 590 Sports and play-by-play broadcaster for Cold Spring Trojan football here on 102.3 The Eagle and AM 1440 The Score. And uh, our engineer, <laughs> Ken Luck, we don't give him a microphone. So uh, he's here twisting dials and trying to make us sound good. So uh, over here on this new board. But we're here at Bullet Grill House uh, each and every Wednesday night, 6 p.m. we get kicked off. Bingo night, Wednesday nights here at Bullet Grill House. So uh, this is the official start to the 2023 football season, guys. It is. It is. And, you know, whether uh, whether we like it or not, uh, it's it's here. And I was, I was just – telling Craig today you know it, it seems like they need to push this thing back a couple of weeks it's uh I'm I'm really concerned about in fact I saw uh and Silsby have a game on Friday night where they're got a start time of eight o'clock and might be really smart for more to start doing that something else I've noticed and I've seen that they're allowing extra timeouts really? for hydration in some of these games as well uh, a lot of the JV games getting pushed back on Thursday nights uh, to later times. A lot of schools in our area going to four-day school weeks, right? Yeah. So those JV can play a little bit longer or a little bit later at night. Coaches getting in a little bit later and don't have to be in on Friday morning, you know, to conduct class. I know Cold Spring's one of them. Corgan's one of them uh, that, that have to uh, have Fridays off. Yeah. So, with that being said, it, it gives those coaches the opportunity they're going to get in late and uh, maybe get an extra hour or two sleep before they have to be in to get ready for uh, business on Friday. i tell you, uh, not really an official poll or anything, but everyone that I've talked to that has gone to the four-day week, I have not heard complaints. I've only heard, like, positive remarks from it. And it's it's exactly what you say. It's the Thursday to Friday turnaround to where they can go and do their thing on, on Thursday nights with the JV and then come back on Friday and get some sort of walkthrough with the varsity and, and have some attention turned there to where they don't have to necessarily do everything on Thursday night and then try to play a JV game. But they can go in, do a walkthrough on Friday, and kind of rest up and make sure that they've got their guys where they need to be and got their heads where they need to be, really. And... Um, go off and play a game that night and the coaches absolutely love it and the also the one of the bigger things is like you say they get a couple extra hours of sleep and it's that, a big deal for them that that really is and and you know you got schools like corgan cold spring or whatever there's not a bunch of industry there right that to hold people in there right yeah. teachers and such is is what my focus is on this topic is you have a bunch of you know Cold Spring, for instance, there's there's nothing around Cold Spring, right? Um, Corgan, if you're not working in in a sawmill, there's not or at Clifton Chevrolet, there's not a whole bunch for you to do, right? Yeah. Uh, so or Brookshire Brothers, I guess, but without commuting to Lufkin and or down to Houston. Uh, so with that being said, teacher wise, uh, 
the four-day work week, it, it's more appealing for a lot of the teachers. Now, what I don't understand about it is, yeah, we're going to go to a four-day work week, but on Monday, uh, you know, we're going to start at 7.15 in the morning, and we're going to go to school till 4.15 in the evening. So you got to be there earlier. You got to be there later. That's yeah. But you get Friday off, so it all. I mean, to me, it all really balances out in it the does. long run. But when you're paying three dollars and thirty cents a gallon for gas, I guess that does make a difference there. No, it's it's a huge difference, and you know, I've I've even talked to some superintendents where, you know, they use it as a recruiting tool because not everybody has the four day week. There's some that have to go the five still, and. You know, if you do have to go from out of town and, and maybe you don't have a, a town that's the size of, you know, the Livingstons or, you know, the the bigger schools, you know, you're going to have to pull from, from out of town. You're going to have some people that commute to work every day, and it's, uh, it's, it's a big deal. And I think it helps whenever you come back on that Monday and, and you know, get a full day in. I think it, it helps the teachers kind of reset and – I think it also helps these athletes as well because I, I think they have more time to plan uh, their schedules around it and uh, get these guys set for what they have to do on their game nights. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see on the varsity side, right? They, they've got that day off, right? So, you know, I mean, what's the team doing? Have you heard? Do they do they get time? Can they practice? Can they do, like, a walkthrough and well, stuff yeah. on Friday Much afternoon? like Brian said, I feel like that they're, it's going to give them an opportunity to do a walkthrough, right, of yeah. what the game plan, game plan is for Friday night. Uh, so that gives them that opportunity, gives the coaches an opportunity to kind of sit down with them and have maybe a little bit more film session with them on Friday. Yeah. Uh, you're not worried about a test on Friday morning, Thursday night, you're studying. Now. Absolutely. Friday, you're totally focused on football. Focused on football, volleyball, whatever yeah. it may be because, I mean, it, it affects a lot. And what concerned me the most because Cold Spring went to the, the four-day school week is, you know, like myself, right? I work in Houston. I work five days a week. Um, I really only want to work four, but, you know, they want me there five. So, <laughs> um the parents that the parents work in Houston and they do work five days a week and, and you have a freshman that may be playing varsity football or even a sophomore, right, that's not driving yet, transportation-wise and stuff like that, that stuff has kind of concerned me about it. But, you know, it, it's one of them deals you adapt and you overcome, right? Parents are going to sit there and gripe and complain and so on and so forth. But – at the end of the day, you just adapt and overcome, and, and, and you make it work, and and that's what they're going to do. So I, I'm excited about it. I'm excited on the simple fact that, you know, I have kids that go to school. My daughter, I can pick her up on Thursday, and I got an extended weekend if I'm off on Friday or what, right? So I look at it in that aspect as well. So um, Corgan went to it last year. I know Coach – Coach Ratliff really enjoyed it. Matter of fact, a good friend of mine, his wife left Livingston, had been teaching there for a number of years, mm-hmm. went to Corgan. Of course, they have moved. They live out off 350 now. But them moving out there, she's like midway between Livingston and Corgan. And, and she's like, why drive the same amount of miles and work, you know, get Fridays off? And, yeah. and they move the kids up there as well. So, they're all off on Friday. It's really a bigger deal for the smaller schools. Um, generally, you're, you're not going to be able to pay as much as, as some of the larger schools, but what you can offer is that four-day week. And, you know, it, it gives people, um, like the Corgans, uh, you know, there's there's some of the smaller schools in our county, the, the Goodrich, the Leggett, um, on Alaska even, to where they can say, hey, you know, come on out here and just do the four-day week thing. And, you know, it – it's a it's it's a big deal because they're they're able to employ teachers that maybe otherwise they wouldn't be able to. No, most definitely, most definitely. So it's going to be fun to watch throughout this year. See how how like I say, Cold Spring adjusts to it, and then uh, obviously Corgan has already made that adjustment. So it's going to be interesting to see. But Brian, a couple of weeks ago, you and I got to see both of our main topic teams, right? That you and I talk about the Cold Spring Trojans and the Livingston Lions. They were they were on the field together. Uh, they're in Livingston, and, uh, man, what a practice facility Livingston has over there that will soon uh, be their home stadium yeah. uh, in time. is I, I didn't even realize they had – I know you had, you and I went to some playoff games, did some playoff games this last year. Mm-hmm. 
and we were able to – you told me a little bit, but I did not realize that they had a full turf field there. Yeah. You know, and a great little start to a complex over there for the Livingston Lions. It's – yeah, it's it's a big deal. And uh, eventually, I think it's the worst-kept secret in Livingston, eventually it's going to become the football complex. Right now they're using it as a track facility. They're using it for soccer. And – Every once in a while, if they if they have a game that's coming up on turf, you're you're able to get over there and, and practice and and get used to something like that. But um, the first time they held a football game on that in that facility over there, they've had it for this is the second or second and a half or two and a half years now right. uh, that they've had it there. Still need to build out a side over there. Got to clear some woods and uh, put some uh, stands on one side, but and probably need to add some parking because that's going to be an issue. Yeah, parking was a nightmare yeah. uh, for that scrimmage, and that was just a scrimmage, but parking was a nightmare there. Getting in and out, one one way in, one way out, that was kind of tough. going to end up like the Astrodome if, if they don't because it's it's uh, everybody funneling into just a couple of places to get out of there. But, uh, no, it's it's going to be a fantastic place to, to watch a football game, and I know that the coaching staff and everybody in the athletic department can't wait to get in there. I, you know, I, I thoroughly enjoyed it, and uh, I'm looking forward to go back. Maybe next year, uh, hopefully, we'll have another scrimmage. But what I also enjoy doing is being here at Bullet Girl House. We're inside this week here at Week One Texas High School Football here at Bullet Girl House. Chris, what's some specials you got going on this week? Well, you know, this week and every uh, week. Well, I, I tell you, our big event for this week is we got the piano bar coming Saturday night. So if you're at the game Friday night, you're listening to this, getting ready. Hey, enjoy the game. Come out here Saturday night. We got Piano Punch that does the kind of the piano bar. They got one piano and a drum set, and uh, it's a sing-along party all night. And uh, we'll have a lot of seating, and it'll be a lot of fun. Sounds like a lot of fun. Definitely something I'm going to look at to uh, get the wife out of the house if we can get a babysitter for uh, Saturday night here at Bullet Girl House. 401 Highway 156 in Point Blank, Texas, is the address. So uh, swing by here. We're going to take a break. When we come back, we're going to talk about the Livingston Lions and the Cold Spring Trojans and what they had to do in their scrimmages coming into week one of Texas high school football. You're listening to the Bullet Grill House High School Sports pregame show on 102.3, the Eagle, and AM 1440, the score. Do you have a dream of sitting around and Talking about whatever's on your mind? Well, we're here to make that a reality here at Texas Podcast Media. We here are we are here to make your dream a reality. Come in, set up in our studio, we record, we edit, we do all the work, and we upload it to all the feeds. Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, we do it all. Let us be your home for your podcasting. For more information, email us at info at Texas Podcast Media. Dot com. Welcome back to the Bullet Grill House High School Sports Pregame Show. Craig Irwin, Chris Moran, Brian Besh. We'll give Ken Lug a little, a little, uh, little love as uh, he's engineering this deal, twisting the knobs on the board, make sure we sound good. Not that we need a whole bunch. And eating a Bullet Grill egg roll. Bullet Grill House. Come egg get roll. the egg roll. Hey, so I had a half of one while ago. It's pretty tasty. That they're missed. So we had an issue on some packaging, and we. I weren't sure on some what they were, so we're calling them mystery egg rolls. So there's about three different ones it could be, and you uh, on on, Wednesday, <laughs> on, uh, on some Wednesday nights we normally do you know uh, on Wednesday do we wing wing Wednesday our whole smoke wings are a dollar fifty we do tenders for a dollar fifty each so we've had a little twist for uh, probably a, quite a few months I got a I got a handful of these wings that, or these uh, egg rolls we're doing to get two mystery egg rolls for a dollar fifty so Chris I think you, you got to tell pork, people you like chicken. you got to tell people like these aren't like your average wings like they're they're monsters they're yeah no we, they're full they're full fledged wings we do the whole smoke wings and we try we always try to tell people the servers always try to say, are you sure you want that many it's not buffalo wild wings we're gonna go and yeah yeah I can eat a ten pack you order they order eight or ten here I mean and they are monster jumbo wings so they're legit wings we smoke them and we uh and then we flash fry them and sauce them for you and uh the best wings you'll get dude one thing I want to talk about is the bologna sandwich it's it's my favorite and and I put a new twist to it last time I ordered it I put a fried egg on it we used to do a breakfast bologna sandwich, and, and, and we stopped doing breakfast in May. So 
But that used to be there was a few people that ordered it and they loved it. No, that's that's the way to do it. We so did, you know, I we talked earlier about a the grilled cheeses, so we did add a, another bougie grilled cheese that's the bologna. So really? it's a yeah, cheese, pepper jack cheese, jalapenos, slice of bologna. That would be good with a fried egg on top of that. I agree. So I don't, you don't need all those veggies in there. Just the fried egg, meat, and egg, and cheese. That's all me, you need. Let me tell you how it came up. Right. So a buddy of mine, he calls me. He's got, he does a lot of land clearing and everything else. But anyway, he was headed up. And he's like, he was coming from Willis, headed to Leggett is where he was, and he was cutting through Cold Spring. He's like, dude, if you're gonna go eat anywhere, where would you go? I said, Bullet Grill House. He said, Where's that? I said, it's up 156. I said, remember after the fishing tournament, we went and ate, yada, yada. He goes, yeah, 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 yeah. I said, go there. He said, all right. So he came. He had already been here once. So he comes up here and he calls me afterwards. He's like, dude, he said, I got the bologna sandwich, but I had them add a fried egg to it. He's like, it's the best thing ever. So I'm like, I got to try it, right? So I, next time – Rachel and I came in. I tried it. I, I ordered it, and she's looking at me. And, and I eat about half a sandwich, right? And uh, so I ordered it. I cut it in half, and I go to eating on it. And I was like, dude, Justin hit it on the head right here. So I tried to take claim to it, but really I got to give it to my buddy Justin Lackey. He did it. But, but he's the one that told me about it, and I was like, golly. I was stupid for not ever doing that before. And, and whenever I order it again, that's the only way I'll order it, right? But with you telling me about the bougie grilled cheese with the bologna, I agree with you. I like the vegetables, but I can do without them. Yeah. So there we go. Let's talk about Livingston Lion football. Well, we go from bologna to Livingston uh, <laughs> Lion football. How, how does that happen, right? I, well, I, I tell you, the, the coaching staff and uh, everybody that I've talked to as far as doing a uh, football preview that you can catch in the Polk County Enterprise – they do not feel that the team is baloney this year. They, they feel like they've got a really good squad this year. They really love the players that they have. They really love the work that they're putting in. They really love the dedication that they're seeing in the offseason. Uh, it, it occurred during the spring, the summer, and they, they just really love the group that they have. I, I haven't seen them talk as high about a team since that district championship team that they had a couple of uh, – three years ago, I guess it right. was now. Yep. But uh, it's it's a team that is coming back from a playoff run from last year, and, and I, I say that uh, kind of hesitantly because you, you had a team that snuck into the playoffs in the, in the four spot there, and they had one of their better games of the season against Chapel Hill, a team that made it, uh, I believe, five rounds deep in the playoffs. Yes and they lost the game by nine points and were really into the game until about the fourth quarter, uh, about midway through the fourth quarter. And coaching staff really feels like that's the team that you're going to see this year. That's that's the group that you're going to get, the team that fights until, you know, the final whistle's blown. You're going to get a team that doesn't give up. You're going to get a team that has – the, the amount of, of players that can get things done on both the offense and the defense, they've, they've loved the way the defenses work, especially the front seven there. Uh, they, they run that man-free system over there to where you're going to get man coverage. You know what you're going to get whenever you go play Lewiston. Right. I mean, there's, there's no guessing. You're going to get man coverage, and you're going to get a free safety over the top that basically is playing center field. You're going to get guys in the front seven that are fast. They're not necessarily big, but they're going to come after the quarterback on every single play and you better be ready for them. They love that. Not only that, but they're going to more of a press man system this year to where they are going to make those receivers work for every single yard that they get. On the offensive side, they're going to run the ball a lot more this year. They've got a new quarterback. DeMorian Hill is going to be the quarterback. We saw him a couple of times last year, and he is a, a good runner of the football. Coach Vanover really loves his understanding of the system. He loves the running backs that he's got. He's got almost every running back back this year. Uh, Jaron James, uh, Trendon Williams, they're both back. They're both different types of runners, so they can kind of, as the situation presents itself, they can put a different runner back there in the backfield with them and kind of get the results that they want that way. Trendon Williams is a sprinter. He's he's very fast kid, and he's in and out of cuts really quick. 
Jaron James is more of a power back. He's a slash runner. And you're going to see him get handoffs and probably break a couple of tackles on his way to getting first down yardage. So they're going to run. It's it's going to be a run-first offense. And people know this. I mean, there's no guesswork whenever you're going to play Livingston. It's a run-first offense, and then they're going to pass the ball. It's going to be play-action pass out of that run. So if you can, if you can stop the run, then you better be ready because it's coming over the top whenever they, they fake the handoff and you've got the option now to where you've got a quarterback that can actually run the ball or pass the ball, and so defenses better be ready. Definitely something I seen a couple weeks ago in that scrimmage between Cold Spring and Livingston. So uh, I, I'm looking forward to seeing the season the Livingston Lions uh, uh, are going to have this year with – what I seen in the first week of scrimmages, yeah. and you know, Toby and I talked in the podcast over there on Five Nine In Sports, is you know, for somebody like myself, Toby, yourself, we look we look at the scrimmages at a at a much deeper level than just touchdowns and such. We're mm-hmm. looking at in the trenches. We're looking at running backs. We're looking at the plethora of running backs. Right quarterback position that's what we're looking at we're not looking at who won right yeah we're looking at at the potential and the growth of a football team and and that was one of the things that i seen with the livingston lions two weeks ago and the the two biggest things that they point out and whenever i went in there they said we've got seven offensive linemen they can all play they can all play anywhere on on the offensive line we've got guys that probably don't have to start on the defensive side, and they haven't had that. There's been a huge shift where, I mean, they're going to have 45, 50 players on those sidelines, and, you know, you take this back about even four or five years, that's 15 more kids than they would have had in in any other game, and they love the depth that they had. Uh, The defense coordinator, Dalton Murray, he gave me just one example. He He said, just look at last year. We had six defensive backs that we could play at all. Right. He said, this year I've got 17. And he said, you know, we're, we're looking to see who's going to make the team because we may not carry 17, we may carry 14. Right. And it's, it's just that kind of difference to where if you want to throw the ball on them, they don't have six defensive backs that they have to go back, go back out there and with their tongues hanging out. They can shift in new kids that, that are going to play both wide receiver and defensive backs, but they can rotate those kids, and it's going to make a huge difference. The other thing that they love is the offensive line. They love how those kids are blocking, and they feel very good about that offensive line. They can start an all-senior offensive line if they want to. That, that depth is going to be incredibly important right now. Yes. These first couple games of this season with the heat and stuff. Yeah. Having that depth, you'd be changing. I'd run as many people and, and change them out. Every other play, you're running yep. a new guy in yep. there. And that depth they is can, big. They can finally do that. They actually have the numbers of a 4A football team now. Right. And, and that hasn't been the case in the past. And, and, and to go on that, right, remember when Coach Vanover came in to Livingston, what, five years ago? Yeah. And, and he, he said, was it Broussard that was before him, correct? Yep. So when Coach Vanover took, uh, took over here, he was going through talking to the kids and everything, and he was talking about the IQ level of the kids, mm-hmm. right? Football IQ, mm-hmm. and and how low it was, and what he, you know, what he needs to do to build that up. Yeah. Well, now you're five years in, right? That freshman class has graduated, and now these are eighth graders that are coming in. You know what I'm saying? So and this is this is actually the it's sixth his year. program. Yeah, this is the sixth year that that both the defense coordinator and Coach Vanover have been there. And that's one of the things they brought up. Since these kids were seventh graders and were able to play athletics at Livingston High School or in, at Livingston Middle School, right? these kids have known nothing but these two leaders. Exactly. And that's how you build a program. And, and, and it's, not a, it's not a rebuild. It's a reload type year. And Toby brought it up in the podcast a week or two ago uh, that he talked about that, you know, Speaking on die ball, right? Mm-hmm. You don't know what they have at the JV level unless you're going to the JV games because of the amount of athletes that they have. They may have a kid as a sophomore playing JV where that kid, if he was in Cold Spring, would be playing varsity, right? Sure. So they got him playing JV as a sophomore in his junior year. He comes out and they're like, gosh, where did this kid come from? Where did he – he he must have transferred from Lufkin, right? Yep. No, he's been here the whole time. It's just – we had those positions there, and Coach Morrison has that luxury there in die ball now 
to where he he reloads, he don't rebuild. But uh, moving it, on. It's, it's a really under underestimated element to your team. If you can shift in kids in and out, right. have, have fresh players that, that are playing the entire game, have kids that are in the fourth quarter, and they're not dog-tired from playing both sides of the ball. It's a huge, huge deal. And you can imagine 105-degree weather on Friday. I mean, it's it's going to be a large, large part of, of what they're going to be doing this year. Talk about some large games coming in to uh, week one of Texas high school football. Uh, I want to bring up a couple games that are coming up. Uh, Galena Park and North Shore uh, – excuse me, Galena Park, North Shore at the Woodlands. Chris – I know you got a lot in that because you're from the Woodlands. I'm from the Woodlands. That's well, let, let's back up. You're from Michigan, eh? Yeah. But you lived in the Woodlands for a long time before you moved over here to God's country. Yeah. And, and the Saints. bank's a great stadium, right? Yeah. So, Galena Park, North Shore, and the Woodlands, one of the biggest games that I see throughout the state of Texas on the schedule uh, looking at it. And, and the only reason that game is, is, is being played – here is because both of those teams are in different districts. It's a perfect setup for both of these teams as they look to make big runs back in the playoffs. I went to uh, Pflugerville at the field and watched Woodland, the Woodlands lose to Duncanville in the postseason last year. Huge, huge game and uh, had a lot of fun there. But, dude, we got – that's just one of the big games here in week one of Texas high school football. Another one – and we can run through. They're all really good. Uh, Atascacita at Dickinson. Mm-hmm. Uh, we talked uh, – Toby and I talked about it in the podcast, Klein Kane and Summer Creek, Magnolia West, Barber's Hill, Crosby and C.E. King. That's like a super local game Friday night that would be fun to watch. Uh, moving on down, getting into the smaller school. One of the games that I'm really going to pay attention to is Hampshire Fournette and Lumberton uh, yep. getting played Friday night. Buna and Corgan, and we haven't really elaborated on Corgan, and we will as we progress on, and I'm sure Coach Ratliff will end up here at Bullet Grill House with us. And, uh, Already talking. talked about it. So, Anahuac, uh, excuse me, Dieball and Madisonville, big game coming up this week. Anahuac and Newton, th- this game is bigger than what – than the numbers on the field, right, the score. Anahuac suffered uh, – they lost two of their players two weeks ago in a tragic car accident, right? And uh, so it's going to be interesting to see how that community pulls together, uh, right, and how the kids pull together as they step on the field for the first time without their teammates, yeah. uh, like really step on. The scrimmage last week was canceled. So this is going to be the first week in uniform that they're going to step on the field. I'm really curious. My friend Trent over there in Wax Sports Live is going to have that game. And uh, I'm really, really curious to see what Anahuac is going to bring out. Now, they did lose their quarterback, their freshman quarterback. He, His dad took the uh, AD job up at Rusk, so he's moved out. But yet they picked a quarterback up from Harden-Jefferson, whose dad transferred over to Anahuac to be a coach. So looking forward to seeing what Anahuac can do here in the next couple weeks. But talking about them games leads us into the pickums. And I know that everybody's we all kind of really blind this week, right? Yes, that- we're all blind, right? <laughs> well, I mean, we're we're always blind, but I mean, <laughs> right? This week it's going to really show. I mean, Brian's the only one wearing sunglasses sitting in Bullet Grill House right now. He's got the hair flowing. He's got the flow working. I figured Kim would be wearing sunglasses, but no, Brian is. So, week one pickums you can find them on TexasPodcastMedia.com. And uh, click over to the 590 in Sports Show and uh, be able to see the Pickums there. But first game in the Pickums, Crosby at C.E. King. I'm going to say this Crosby has a new coaching staff. Crosby has been good the last several years. Uh, as a C.E. King. As a C.E. King. Big game played at C.E. King right there at Sheldon ISD Stadium on Beltway 8. Chris. Another one of the better stadiums in the area. Yes. Yes. I think you still got some uh, growing pains with the new coaching staff. So, and the home team on opening day, I, I would say C.E. King. Brian? I'm going to say the same thing. Uh, I, I, really, I, I really think having an established coaching staff is a big deal, especially in these first couple of weeks. No, it, it is. It is a big deal. And I sit back and I look at them and, and – 
uh, I go back over to SETX.com and I look at my pickums and what I picked, and I picked CE King as well. CE King has been one of them schools that four years ago couldn't buy a win, yeah. right? But they've progressed and they've gotten better. They built the new stadium. They brought in it's some new athletes. Over there. Yeah. So I got CE King in this one, so it's a clean sweep. Hampshire Finette, a team that – that I got a lot of interest in because Cold Spring's going to be playing them here in a couple of weeks at homecoming here in Cold Spring. I did the game there in Hampshire Finette a couple of weeks uh, last year uh, in a super nice stadium that they're putting together over there, and uh, they're doing it in phases. Hampshire Finette at Lumberton. Lumberton coming off of a big, big, big playoff run this last year. So uh, with that being said, I'll get it started. Lumberton coming off the big playoff run that they made. They lost to Chapel Hill uh, at Texan Drive Stadium. They lost some seniors. I feel like Hampshire Fournette's going to pull the dub out there. I want to point out that they I think they lost by the same amount that Livingston did uh, to Chapel Hill. They did. And uh, I, I, I did, honestly, I did not see that coming. I thought Lumberton was going to make an incredible run. And we I, both I, did. We talked about it on the way home. I, I really thought that Lumberton was going to have – Kind of a state championship type of run last year because it was just an incredible football team. Uh, if you if you watched them there at the end of the season, which we actually had the chance to do there at Lions Stadium. That being said, uh, L- Lumberton's a machine right now, and they've got a lot of kids back. Uh, the quarterback's back. There's there's a running back that's back, and it's it is a it's a very, district game for y'all. Yeah, it, and it's the last district game of the season. And, and even Coach Vanover said, you know, what if what if we do great this year? What if we do great this year, and that ends up district championship? And he said, we got 14 long weeks to get there, but what if it is? And so everybody in the district is already kind of giving them that status. Right. I'm kind of in the same boat. I think Lumberton wins this game. Chris, I gotta agree. I gotta go Lumberton at home, right? It's the again that home field advantage on yep. opening night, and uh, you know Hampshire Finette. I, I think I picked them a couple times last year. I don't know. How, I don't think I was that great with them, so well, I was I'm, hoping for it. But I'm 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 going with Lumberton. I'm going to tell you there were several years ago that uh, when Elmer and I was doing the games, and Elmer's wife is from Hampshire Finette, right? So I kind of really started paying attention to him just for that aspect. And then Hampshire Finette was a killer team on the road for a long time. And, Brian, you'll remember some of the pregame shows that we did. We talked yeah. – it's like every time we turned around, Hampshire Finette was on the road, and they were getting a big win. And, and I don't want to I don't want to make it sound like Hampshire Finette isn't a program that's on the rise because they absolutely are. They, they have gone from, I mean, even five years ago to what they are now. It's a completely different program. However, Lumberton is one of the top teams, I feel like, in 4A football. And as we've said, it, we talked about Livingston. It, it, it's really going to be these first couple weeks with the heat. The depth is going to absolutely make a it's gonna huge be. impact on these games, right? Absolutely. How much depth you have because you're going to get heat people that are going to be overheating and need breaks, and you got to be able to change those t- those guys out. Die ball on the road at Madisonville. If you'll remember correctly, die ball loses that game last year against Madisonville. Uh, quarterback from Madisonville is a legit kid. Uh, Two-sport athlete. He rodeos as well uh, on our podcast last week, I believe it was. Um, Toby and I were talking, and we talked a little bit about this game, and he was talking about the kids, and this is one of the games that he would go to if we weren't already doing a game Friday night. But die ball on the road this year at Madisonville. Brian, I'm going to let you get this one started off. Oh, you would let me do this one first. Yeah. I mean, Chris started the first one. I did this one. Now it's your turn. I'm going to go with die ball. Uh, no other reason than, than there's a lot of talent over there in die ball. And I, I watched Madisonville play last year. Very good team. And there's a lot of talent over there. But I'm, I'm still going to go with die ball. i got to agree with you. I think, uh, I think die ball's got, got the more talent. And uh, I think they'll, uh, they'll pull out the W on the road. I like the home team normally, but in this case, I like die ball. So I'm going to go the opposite direction. I got Madisonville going to win this one. They won last year. I feel like that this game being at home for uh, the Madisonville Mustangs, I think that's going to be a big thing for uh, Madisonville. I think they're going to get the win. Dieball's going to start off with a rocky start, and then they're going to progress forward and get progressively better throughout the season. I don't like my pick now. <laughs> See how I hold stuff out and I let you start off? Yeah. You see how I did that? You, I know you've got notes over there to let me start the games I'm not sure about. So. Exactly. Here's one. I'll let you start this one. Thank Port- you so much. Let Porter, me start all of them. Porter on the road at Dayton. 
Oof. Wow. Um, Porter had an incredible year last year. They um, really did. And there's there's oh man. And you know Dayton has has been trying to rebuild that program over there for years and years and years now. Um, and they did this last year. We we actually they, they really did. I need to send you the podcast for you to listen to. And we went kind of in depth on Dayton. There's such an adjustment going from where Dayton was to what they've grown to and, and the classification that they're in now. Where's the game being played at? Game is at Dayton. At Dayton. I'm going to go Dayton. And and that's really the deciding factor. I'm going to go I'm with Dayton, going Dayton just yeah, because it's Dayton at home. home. They're going to take it. We're, go, we're going to break the broom out. We're going to sweep it. I'm going to go with Dayton, too. I feel like that they're on the rise. They had a good season last year. 7-4, uh, and four, I believe, was their overall record. Uh, so I think they're going to progress on. Here's one. We're going back small school. Evadell on the road at Tarkington. Tarkington's got new coaching staff over there. Coach Belt, a uh, friend of mine, been knowing him a number of years, uh, made, made a big run as far as in the coaching era. Uh, if he knows you, then there's got to be something wrong with him. <laughs> right, exactly. But this game here is on the road for Evadell at Tarkington. Uh, Tarkington's back healthy, kind of a new offense, if you will. Uh, that Tarkington was a team that I adopted last year, and I, I tried to will them to the playoffs, and they didn't quite. Uh, yeah, Tarkington is also the team that I got in trouble with by saying that I got they get lucky if they finish five and five, and they ended up four and six. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's Chris. Yeah, do you want to start or you want me to? I can start because it's easy for me because I've got uh, I know someone at Tarkington, and if I picked against them, they would uh, probably disown me. So I'm going to take Tarkington. Chris is going with Tarkington. I'm going to follow suit right behind him. I'm going to go with Tarkington. It's going to be the first career win for Coach Belt as an AD, and uh, he's a great defense coordinator, great defensive coach. Uh, I think that he's going to have those kids motivated in the right direction Friday night or tonight. And uh, I think Tarkington is going to defeat Evadell. And this is a game that Tarkington should win. Yeah, it is. And and that's that's the direction I was going to go. It's it's a larger school, and it's it's at home. Yes. Um, that that kind of pushes it over the edge for me because whenever you say new coach, it's that's just like throw all the red flags. It's such a like hesitant thing to like say, oh yeah, no, they're going to come out and they're going to look great. It's so rough to come out and just play two scrimmages and all of a sudden everything's clicking. Because it's not. It's not going to happen. All that being said, I'm still going to pick Tarkington. And there's your pick'ems here in week one of Texas high school football at Bullet Grill House, 401 Highway 156 in Point Blank, Texas. Come by and see us each and every Wednesday night as we sit down and uh, put this pregame show together on Wednesday nights, and it's bingo night, wing night as well here at Bullet Grill House. That's going to be a wrap. For Chris Moran, Brian Besh, I'm Craig Irwin. We'll see you at the game.